Have you ever done anything like this before? I've never done this over Zoom. Obviously, we're not physically together, but there's no reason why Spirit can't communicate over the internet. Nothing's gonna happen. Visualize us sitting in a circle. Spirit, we invite you to use us to pass on any communication. Is there anyone there? Please come forth. What was that? Amy, was that you? I heard it. I heard heard something. I think there's something here. Do you see that? (laughs) Emma, funny. Listeners, once again, you are listening to an exciting episode of Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. We are a podcast where we three friends get together, virtually until safe to do otherwise, and talk about a horror movie, which we will spoil. Recently watched, which we'll talk about first, we're going to try not to spoil. And we thank the Moonrays for giving us that song, Intro Creature Features, at the top of the show. Find their music on Apple Music or Amazon, where you can buy it digitally. Say hello to them on Facebook, where they are the Moon-Rays. And uh, I'm Richard. I'm here with uh, the other co-hosts, Will and Jolian. Guys. Hello. Hello. Guys, we made it. Um, we, we got our spring weather back and then winter again. It's amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. Since we, uh, morning is spring and afternoon is winter. Yeah. Yeah, it makes total sense, doesn't it? Um, we're in Denver for any listeners who are new. And uh, it's uh, the spring. Spring, late winter, early spring roller coaster that we're going to be on, where it's just who knows what you're going to get. 60 degrees and then three inches of snow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's <Through> like, May. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And sometimes later. It's, it's bananas. Um, who wants to start recently watched? I'll go. All right, we'll kick it. Since I think I've uh, gone, I haven't gone first in a while. Uh, well, last week I forgot two that I watched, so I'll, I'll do those first. Um, I watched a movie called The Dig. This is on Hulu. Uh, stars Ray Fine. Uh, 
It's about a uh, archaeological dig in a mound near Ipswich. It starts in the late 20s, I think. And they find, a, I don't know, a, a, first they think it's a Viking boat, turns into an Anglo-Saxon boat that was buried and not disturbed. So there was a bunch of treasure. It's a pretty good film. Um, you know, it's not going to change the world, but a decent film. You could follow so it's, it. Uh, it's the story of a dig in the... Uh, it, yeah, yeah, and you know you have this excavator. Ray, Ray Fines plays an excavator who's not a classically trained archaeologist. He just knows dirt is basically his <laughs> thing. Um, he lived on a dirt farm, <laughs> right. and uh, I didn't realize that was an English thing too, but I guess so. Um, so he knows the local area very well. And he knows the soil and a uh, uh, lady who owns the property invites him out to look at some mounds. And she picks one out or he, I don't remember. They pick one out and it turns out to be, uh, you know, a, a priceless collection they find. And it just follows through a number of years and the, the Ipswich Museum wants wants the collection and the British uh, National Museum wants the collection and you know uh, it's back and forth and she wants to make sure that everybody knows that he helped find it and anyway a decent film for you know one that's you know it's it's fairly mild story but I enjoyed it it's on Netflix check it out I also watched a four-part documentary on the Wu-Tang Clan called Of Mikes and Men and uh, really good uh, uh, a lot of detail and yet some some details just kind of skipped over brushed aside uh, absolutely no mention of gun running between New York and Ohio in the late 90s uh, <laughs> that almost got the crew sent up uh, you know, but a lot of fun because they have everybody on there. Uh, everybody's interviewed. They talk extensively about the $2 million one-of-a-kind album they released uh, maybe five, six years ago now. I don't know. Time moves so weird anymore. That um, sounds like not everybody in the clan was happy with that. Uh a lot of people thought it was bullshit, but <laughs> so don't feel bad if you never get to hear it. I wonder if Jeff Bezos ended up buying it. No, Martin Scraley, Scrilly, oh, who's this little scummy, yeah, smirky dude. That dickhead who had some patent for a drug and he bumped the price way up. Yeah, he bumped up some uh, AIDS drugs. Uh, yeah, five thousand percent, and he right. he he, yeah. he went he went to prison for something, and uh, I hope he never gets out. Yeah, he got like seventy years or something for defrauding uh, investors. Yeah, or maybe it wasn't seventy years; it was probably seventy months. Yeah, maybe that... seventy days. <laughs> he is rich. Hmm. Uh, 
anyway, really good. Enjoyable. I binged it in one afternoon, so um, I had to before it disappeared on uh, Prime. It leaves on the 28th of February, ah. so catch it if you want to. Um, and then this week, we started Voyager, which is oh. uh, the latest Star Trek franchise. For us to go through. So you're, um, you're back at the bottom of the hill, pushing the boulder up. Yeah. <laughs> A Sisyphean that task. That is probably the best description of this, of this uh, undertaking. I, I am not liking Voyager. I've never liked it. I always felt it was kind of, I don't know, cheap, uh, poorly written. Uh, it seemed like any time I tuned in, it was just kind of a uh, a goofy story. It seemed like a poor man Star Trek rather than a real Star Trek. The Sam's choice. Uh, to, uh, sorry? The Sam's choice of Star Trek. Sam's choice of Star Trek, yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say, Julian? It, uh, it's, it's like uh, Deep Space Nine. I gave it like half a dozen episodes, then gave up when it was too dull. It just felt too uh, comfortable. I I recommend going back to Deep Space Nine. Now they're not all great. I had a problem with a lot of episodes, uh, only because I think the uh, storytelling gets better. Probably the middle of season two into season two, and they start building more continuity. Um, they unfortunately, being Star Trek, they have to throw out the the like fluff episodes that really kind of derailed the, uh, the show. If you're binging it, if you were watching week to week, I think it would be probably a nice, uh, break, uh, because it gets kind of, uh, I don't know, a little intense. They have a big war with, uh, with another group of people from the uh, other side of the uh, galaxy that comes through the wormhole that want to conquer the quadrant. And I think they did a pretty good job, uh, that said, rewatching Star Trek or uh, Deep Space Nine, I don't think it is uh, a great Star Trek because it is a little too cynical. Uh, people are a little too gray. Whereas I think Star Trek works better if it's kind of an idealized, idealistic society where people are beyond a lot of the sort of petty problems of modern time. Um, You know, uh, that said, I enjoyed it. Uh, Voyager, mm, I don't think I'm going to enjoy it, but there's (laughs) only like 500 episodes to go through. (laughs) I like the uh, crew, the characters are all right. I just, I find them really like not very strong yet, but we're only on the first season i'm willing to give it you know a season or two uh both ds9 and uh next generation had terrible first seasons ds9 Mm, was a bit better but as you said it was dull and i think it felt like it didn't really have its its footing it felt like they wanted to focus on outside threats attacking the station uh, I don't know. It seemed like they got into a bunch of episodes that were very similar there at the beginning, and none of them very good. 
Uh, let's see what else we watched. Uh, I watched a couple episodes of The Expanse. Uh, still really good. I recommend this highly. You guys should watch this. It's on Prime if you have Prime. Um, it was originally a sci-fi channel show, so it does not look like it. Looks like they spent quite a bit of money on it. Um, there's no Sharknados or, uh, you know, anything goofy like that. They seem are, to are follow all the women in tank tops by the end of it. So what? In Sci-Fi Channel, all the women get down to tank tops by the end of the movie is just a requirement surprisingly not on this series although they did dump the series so maybe that's why uh amazon that picked it up and that's where it's currently running um i'm in season three i think um pretty good highly recommend um and then on richard's recommendation i watched an episode of the mike tyson mysteries (laughs) Um, it didn't do anything for me. I'm willing to give it a few more goes. Sure. Um, yeah, it seemed to rely heavily on randomness and, uh, because of that, it felt very dated to me. It felt like maybe it was a cartoon from 1998, 99, somewhere around there. Um, Like on Saturday Night Live or something? Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's kind of what it is. It's those uh, Saturday morning funhouse cartoons they used to run on SNL. That's what it reminded me of. And I don't know. Like I said, I'll give it a few more shots. They're only 11 minutes long. So yeah. It's not too bad. Uh, if anything, that's great. Like uh, tonight's movie. Um, best thing about it. 56 minutes long. <laughs> hey, you know. And I think that wraps it up for me, uh, other than a bunch of crap on YouTube that's not worth mentioning. Well, all right. Um, Jolien, do you want to go next? Yeah, I've uh, only watched one movie. Uh, it's mostly been podcasts. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm so close to finishing this comic, I can taste it. So I just wanted to get on with that. So just spending my days and nights doing 13? that. you on page 13? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, just uh, one more page to go. All right. Yeah, so should, should get it done this week. <laughs> Excellent. And then I'll get back to watching stuff. Oh. But, yeah, listening to a lot of stuff, really. Um, uh, listening to uh, Best Movies Never Made. Oh, yeah. Nice. They had a four-part marathon about Wonder Woman movies. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> um, let's see. Uh I listen to Sounds of Cinema, which is a really good soundtrack program. And uh, uh, Classical Fix is really good. Um, people, people who don't know anything about classical music come on and they've made a playlist for them and they go through it and just talk about, talk about that. It's, it's, uh, it's a really good introduction. Uh, but the only movie I watched was uh, Two Tickets to Broadway, which is a uh, <coughs> musical from 1951. Um, it's uh, it's pretty mediocre, but uh, the star is Janet Leigh, uh, so nine years before Psycho, and uh, um, it's got one good song in it, but it's from from, from other musical. Um, and it's got Busby Berkeley's doing some of the uh, uh, you know the stage 
setups like uh, the uh, the whole story builds up to them doing a uh, show on a live TV program and uh, like an hour before the show is due to go on they have to bump off another act so that they can have room for themselves and um, <laughs> uh, and then the then the TV program has to completely rework their show in order to put on this new show and uh, you know of course you know uh, being a musical is it's all fabulously done and complicated camera shots and everything um, it's got some really really good uh, camera moves in it actually there's this bit where um these women, including Janet Lee, are going to New York on a coach, you know, this Greyhound coach, and uh, there's these hot rodders following, following them. And uh, the camera's like dipping around the bus, and as the hot rod goes around them and to either side of the bus, it's, it's pretty impressive because that must have been a huge crane back in the day. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, it's got a good uh, Busby Berkeley dream sequence. They're always fun and weird. Um, so uh, yeah, that was all right. But uh, yeah, apart from that, nothing is. It was all podcasts and radio. Yeah, <coughs> well, work comes first, and uh, you can work while you listen to podcasts, which I do that all the time too. Um, okay, I'll go ahead with my recently watched. Uh, I rewatched Kong Skull Island, and uh, I remembered. I think Jolie and you mentioned that after the credits, uh, you you got a, an additional scene and then a, a strong indication of the forthcoming Godzilla movie, which is going to be next month, um, the Kong versus Godzilla. So I, I rewatched this one, knowing that uh, I wanted to be kind of current on how they were handling the material, because the the sheer scale of Kong being like. Uh, you know, a 60 story building or something instead of 25 feet tall. <laughs> I don't know what, how big he's yeah. actually supposed to be, but he's massively huge. And uh, it's, it's funny. Like sometimes you put certain actors in something and, and I have to get over myself and, and just accept the fact that like John C. Riley is in this. And I think of him as just being sort of in the goofball comedies but he does handle the material they give him pretty well. And uh, otherwise, you know, it's not meant to be, you know, a serious drama. It's, it's a giant ape movie. And so you can have over the top Samuel L. Jackson and you can have uh, a silly, uh, you know, comedy, someone you associate with silly comedies like John C. Riley. but everyone delivers really well. And uh, the special effects are pretty stunning. Uh, the extra scene was like five minutes plus long. And again, yes, you get told that there's going to be a Godzilla, uh, coming forward. Now, another one I watched and I want to say it was, it was like, if you watch this, you'll also like that on Amazon prime. Um, the sci-fi boys, I feel like I watched something and I'm forgetting what I watched. And then, uh, <laughs> Here's this one uh, that was recommended from 2006, and it's all about um, like Forrest J. Ackerman uh, coining the term sci-fi and everything that he loved, including the Ray Harryhausen movies and um, Willis O'Brien and all of these other stop motion animators and all of that great stuff. And, and for listeners who aren't familiar, Forrest Ackerman started Famous Monsters of Filmland magazine. 
and you get a whole bunch of great uh, interview footage. You get uh, not just uh, it, it relies heavily on Peter Jackson, which is great because he he brought us the you know so far the best uh, visually the best King Kong movie uh, as far as any remakes since the original and we're talking Willis O'Brien delivered the original and here uh, years later, somebody who truly loved the material since he first saw it was like, I want to remake this, but make it more realistic someday. And he did. And that was great. And you get to hear from uh, critics like Leonard Maltin and uh, filmmakers like John Landis, who's always great. I love when John Landis gets interviewed because he's just always in a great mood and laughing and, and just saying awesome things. And, you know, he's not afraid to say a couple things that maybe aren't going to be taken well. And uh, you got Rick Baker, Roger Corman, Ray Bradbury, so many William Malone, uh, Bob Burns, just a great uh, documentary if you're into that sort of thing. And let me look at the runtime on it. Uh, an hour and 20 minutes. So, Will, it's right in there. All right. Uh, the uh, 76 Kong movies coming out on Blu-ray this year, finally. Oh, good. It, it, it's, and it won't be pan and scan or anything. It'll be, it'll be the original. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's Jeff Bridges and Jessica Lange. Holy moly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you get to see that in the theater when you were a kid? No, I, I saw the displays. They had these huge displays on the size of buildings. Oh, man. To get a hold of any of that and, would be uh, great. I was taken to a special effects exhibition they had in London, and they had, like, the Compaw, uh coming through the ceiling of the exhibition. Oh, that's so like cool. Like the full-scale pour. Yeah. Oh, man, that's so cool. Yeah, I remember when that was coming out, uh, they did a promotional thing. Like, they were running pretty big ads in, in the newspaper, and there was a T-shirt iron-on in the Sunday paper. And uh, I, I managed to snatch that and make myself a King Kong T-shirt. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, um, there's a Kong uh, movie book coming out this year I'm doing the cover for, so I'll... I'll uh... Probably once I'm done with the comic, I'll, I'll be re-watching all the Kong movies. Oh, that's great. Get some inspiration. That's the perfect gig for you, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's kind of daunting because like, this might be my only shot at doing a Kong, <laughs> <laughs> Kong cover. So yeah, that's one of my all-time favorites. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, th I think anyone who ended up being into monster movies uh, uh, past a certain age... You, you either got Kong or something along those lines, you know, the Universal Monsters, Kong or Planet of the Apes, something triggered something in you. And yeah, uh, yeah, it was it was definitely Kong for me, too. So uh, let's see. Uh, and of course, I recommended Mike Tyson Mysteries to Will. Uh, I've watched more episodes and I, I do agree there is a randomness. And then there's the Saturday morning fun house or whatever it's called, that kind of a vibe to it. But it felt, it felt more like a, like a dumb Saturday morning cartoon. And I'm watching this thing saying, okay, all right, you've got Mike Tyson in a, in a track suit, his daughter, uh, uh, 
a very dirty, uh, dirty-minded pigeon voiced by uh, Norm Macdonald and this foppish, uh, I guess, 17th century ghost, 18th century ghost. I, I'm not really sure. Uh, anyway, um, they get... Uh, requests to solve mysteries via carrier pigeon. And then they jump in the van and go solve mysteries, which I guess they usually do on some level solve the mystery, but it does feel like uh, what if there was a really dumb guy and his crew of misfits trying to solve mysteries. And I've, I'm watching this thing thinking, is there any way this is just parody and Mike Tyson didn't have to sign off on it. And, and, Who's, vo- who's voicing him? Because they really sound a lot like him. And then, of course, after about three episodes, I paused it because the, the uh, credits always disappear quickly on uh, this is on Hulu. And it's voiced by Mike Tyson. He's one of the producers. So he's perfectly OK with his character being that dumb and then usually end up punching something or someone. <laughs> he, he fixes things by punching, <coughs> punching them sometimes. Uh, I'm really digging this. It's so stupid. I, I'm, I'm just loving it. Um, the one other thing I watched, which is just this afternoon was a 37 minute long, I'm going to say faux documentary. I didn't find a whole lot about it, but it's called confessions of a time traveler. The man from 3036. Uh, it doesn't ring true to me. And I, of course, why should it, why do I want to believe that a guy from 3036 uh, sure. John Peter. Uh, this is directed by the Nostradamus brothers, who also no, no, the Time Traveler. Oh, what is his name? Uh, let's see. No, I um, no, it wasn't. But I think I, I think I'm recognizing that name you're saying. Um, oh man, I can't think of the the guy's name was like Cyrus or something like that. But, uh, so who, tell me about John Teeter. Cause this thing is just like a guy talking and he never blinks and whatever. I don't believe uh, it. He was the guy who appeared on the art bell show, uh, numerous times. He was first just a random caller. He claimed he traveled back in time. This was, uh, 2002, 2003. He traveled back in time from 2036. Okay. He claimed he was coming back for some, if I remember correctly, IBM computer part that would work after a nuclear war or something like that. I don't remember what the problem was, but you could no longer get, computers wouldn't work anymore unless you had this part that was only on an IBM computer from like 1974. But for some reason he traveled back to 2002 I don't remember uh, <laughs> a lot of the details, but he claimed there had been a civil war and a bunch of stuff. And uh, I think he was the best part was he was living with his family uh, with himself, who was, I think, six or something <laughs> in Florida. Wow. And he appeared a, numerous, a number of times and people tried to punch holes in his story. Of course, everything was vague enough uh, and he could always step in and say, well, it creates an alternate timeline. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he could get around any real complaints. Uh, 
he did offer up a schematic of his time machine that was uh, I don't think anything was labeled so it was it could be anything you know sure um, yeah no real proof uh, not that I believe such a thing and uh, then he disappeared I don't know what happened to him I uh, I kind of stopped following the story. I'm sure there's still people out there that are John Teeter fans. Now, Art Bell, I believe, had had uh, said that every time traveler he had spoken to has disappeared. Yeah, I think so. Which I find really interesting and kind of cool. Uh, and, yeah, and, it's, it's cyborgs taking him out. Oh yeah, for sure. That's, I mean, they're just going to send someone after you. That's what they do. Uh, for anyone who wants to listen to old art bell episodes via podcast, uh, it's called Ricola midnight. There is some podcast that has just a bunch of archived art bell shows that you can listen to. I mean, hundreds of them and it's spelled R E E K O L A Ricola midnight. I don't know what that name means, but uh, I can tell you I've listened to several dozen Art Bell shows while working. <laughs> I, yesterday's episode of uh, Sounds of Cinema, it was all about um, soundtracks from uh, science fiction movies uh, because uh, uh, a lot of them are set in the 2020s. So oh, uh, starting with Metropolis, uh, we've gone past um, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, uh, uh, Terminator and Skynet, Skynet's kicking in. Oh yeah. Um, uh, next year is Soil and Green. Uh, I think Children of Men is about five years from now. Uh, but that, that was fun to listen to. That is really cool. Uh, yeah. Well, um, that was it for my recently watched uh, Jolie and you chose Host, a Shudder original. Uh, that is from. Yes. That is not to be confused with The Host from 2006, The Host from 2013, or The Host from 2020. This is just host with a, with a H. Uh, this was released July of 2020, and it's 56 minutes long. Uh, well, how, did you yeah. find, how did you find it? Why did you pick it? Uh, I heard about it. Uh, um, you know, I was following it on... Um uh, Facebook and, uh, cause it was a British independent, uh, horror movie. And, you know, uh, there's been a couple of good ones coming out in the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, and, uh, I, I enjoyed, uh, unfriended. I thought that was excellent. And, uh, and the sequel was good too. And, um, searching was really good. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm quite interested in these, uh, uh, sort of laptop movies, um, you know, and it's, it's about the only kind of movie that can be made uh, and released as a as an independent feature right now. Yeah. Um, so you know, I thought I'd, I'd check it out. Yeah, there's. Uh, I hope it. Was, I hope it was uh, enjoyable for you. Well, <laughs> it uh, was. Yeah. Um, do you want to give a synopsis, Will? Uh, yeah, a group of friends <clears throat> get together on Zoom on to <laughs> uh, the online uh, meeting space. 
They get uh-huh. they get together on Zoom. Oh, okay. You couldn't hear me. Uh, they get together on Zoom and uh, have a seance. Yeah. So uh, hilarity ensues. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what were you? What were you? Uh, sort of. You know how expectations. You don't know anything about the movie. You read the description or you watch the trailer. You have a little bit of expectations, but they start to change as you watch a thing. How did they, did, did your expectations evolve and change as, as this thing went along? Well, what's funny is, uh, I asked Eugenia if she wanted to watch it and we were joking about it, that it was going to be a movie made on zoom. (laughs) And we laughed about that. And then I was like, actually, that might not be a bad idea. You could probably do a, a pretty clever movie if you did it right. And then I went and turned it on and, uh, Lo and behold, it's uh, a movie on Zoom. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And at first I was like, ooh, I'm not going to like this. This is, uh, <laughs> this is going to be really cheesy and really bad. Uh, I figured it would be, uh, and it was a little bit at first, a lot of people talking over one another and, um, I feared it would be bad acting. Um, yeah, I, I didn't have high hopes, but uh, I, I it quickly turned around on me. I, I started enjoying it uh, fairly quickly. Um, yeah, uh, the only thing I would say that would would probably make it better is if it was a. Uh, AR augmented reality. Oh yeah. You could be one of the zoom participants and they could just say, Oh, we've lost so-and-so's audio. And, uh, you know, but please stay on. And, and then, you know, you'd watch it and, uh, and you'd, uh, you'd feel, then you'd feel even more, uh, immersed in it, you know, as, as, uh, at the very least, I kind of wish I had watched it on my laptop, despite hating watching things on the laptop. Yeah. Just yeah. Because it would have added a little more to it, I think. True. Um, but, yeah, so six friends get together. I think it was six friends, uh, five girls and a guy. Um, they have a Scottish seance leader uh, tell them right off the bat. You know, uh, treat the serious, don't mock the spirits. And uh, the, uh, the guy drops out to get Chinese food. And then the other five go through and uh, quickly. The, oh, G- the- Gemma, Gemma does a prank on them. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Gemma does a prank. She pretends she's one of the girls. She pretends that something has touched her neck or grabbed her neck. And, uh, and then the, the seance leader, uh, I don't remember what her name was. Ceylon or Ceylon. Ceylon. Yeah. Ceylon. Uh, she drops out her call, her, her calls drop. And so 
weird stuff starts happening. Um, oh, I think before that, they actually saw something behind one of the girls in the dark. There was a light. Mm -hmm. um, and the things just get weirder and weirder. Yeah. Um, and... It only takes 17 and a half minutes from the start of the movie till we see the first activity. Uh, I watched this twice, so I wrote down a couple of time codes. And yeah, 1730 ish, you get uh, the first, like, kind of jarring thing that happens. And that was pretty cool because, uh, you know, you don't want half the movie to go by and you're wondering if this thing's going to finally get going. And you also don't want to just jump right into the action and not get a chance to know anybody. So this timed it pretty yeah. well. Um, Jolene, what did you think of the, yeah. of the setup? Like the whole thing is, is I think it's a good setup because, uh, it, it's, uh, uh, You've got the the situation that they're in, that everybody's in. Um, you got the idea that uh, everyone's in this virtual space and uh, there's this uh, collision with supernatural, like everything's uh, not real. Right. It's, you know, the supernatural and the virtual are, are kind of on the same level. Um, and you have the, uh, the idea that... Uh, their connection is untrustworthy on on several levels. Like there's uh, there's zoom glitches. Um, there's odd sounds that may or may not be part of the service, right? Uh, or maybe something else uh, more sinister happening. Um, so uh, yeah, it was, it was uh, I thought it was, it was it was well set up. Yeah, it's it's interesting if uh, if you ask people. And, and I'm not shy to do this, but, but I will, I will sometimes ask people who I'm just getting to know or people whom I've known for a while and have not thought to ask them, uh, have you ever had a supernatural experience or have you ever seen something unexplainable? And it's interesting that you do get, uh, sometimes a good story from that. And I don't feel it's as common as I would like it to be. But uh, I think it turned out to be more common than I suspected. And this, this movie is interesting because it's happening to all of them one by one or, or it sort of takes turns happening to each of them uh, live on Zoom, which is pretty cool because you can ask any girl who's old enough to have seen the craft when she was a preteen or a teen or, you know, anyone after that point. Uh, did you play stiff as a board, light as a feather? Did you play with a Ouija board? Did you try to do Bloody Mary or any of those kinds of things? And normally you'll get a yes. They did try it. Did anything happen? Well, sometimes yes, and they're not sure if they were kind of psyching themselves out. But usually no. Usually it's a no. But you'll, you'll get a few yeses, and it's an interesting thing. And I think for this group of young women and one guy to sort of get together and have uh, their candles lit and uh, mentally join hands in a circle and do the whole mental exercise that uh, Ceylon has uh, put them up to. It's like, ah, well, nothing's going to happen. But then it starts to happen. Uh, Will mentions that um, Gemma pranks them with her. Uh, she says that uh, something touches her and then she made up a story about Jack, this boy from school who died or whatever. And, uh, they have to admit later that that wasn't true. 
but uh, the the timing of it all seems pretty good. Like you you do get a little, you know, a, a little bit of uh, suspense and a little bit of crazy that pops up. Uh, the uh, oh, was it? Um, it was Haley, the host, whose chair gets yanked back, wasn't it? Yes. That was really effective. Did you guys agree? <laughs> yeah. That was straight out of Ultra Guy. Oh man. Yeah, it's like she gets jerked like several feet back from the table, from from the computer and everything. Um I did like how their profile pictures are either kind of glammy or kind of silly, but every but everybody's real self during uh during the pandemic is a little more rundown looking or Yeah. It's like, yeah, the details were right on this. Oh yeah, this uh, this felt odd watching because it was so current. Yeah, it's so of the moment. I was trying to think of another movie that was, uh, you know, this immediate, and I can't think of any. I think we were joking one time how that uh, Sandra Bullock movie, The Net, like. Everything, everything about computers was obsolete probably before they were done filming and just looked ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it was so bad. I kind of want to watch that in contrast to this. Yeah, I was thinking, trying to think of something like that, you know, it'd be like if the movie was about pagers and rollerblades and it came out, you know. <laughs> Oh that yeah, monster. I saw that Robert movie. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it's this stuff moves too fast, but we've all been kind of stuck in a world for a solid year with not a whole lot of advances. Maybe we've been yeah. forced to slow down a little bit. Maybe that's going to turn out to be good in some way. Um, who are your favorite uh, characters out of the bunch? I don't know if I really had a favorite of anybody. I felt um, like we could have had more of Teddy. I liked him. <laughs> <laughs> he was just kind of an ass. He, he liked him. He, he's got a way with the phrase, isn't he? He does. Um, he, he refers to his man bun as a as a twat knot. Yeah, <laughs> which was pretty funny. Um, well, here's what here's what I liked about Teddy. He was he was obviously sponging off of his rich girlfriend and her rich parents and totally shameless about it and having a good time, not worried about a thing. And uh, that's the situation where people have gone back to live with parents because the pandemic has screwed up their their income and their livelihood. So he's kind of just enjoying coasting along doing nothing it seems and uh, yeah yeah a lot of them were stuck in places with other people like there's one who's got her new boyfriend yeah uh, Radina's got her boyfriend that who's moved in with her too soon yeah are, uh, they, are they broken up uh they're, they're obviously having trouble but okay. she's yeah she can she has to like force him to leave the room yeah because he's, he's like chopping away with a knife and uh, making noise and she has to send him into the bedroom where he goes to sulk. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of read that they had broken up, but I, I wasn't really sure. 
I like I like the the one girl Caroline shows up with the with the uh, with the face mask treatment on. Like like she's uh, got some sort of uh, exfoliating mask or something on. <laughs> oh yeah. And obviously she disappeared to wash it off, but uh, yeah. I did like the, uh, the energy of several of them. In fact, all of them really, um, the host seemed a little, a little more serious than the other ones, Haley. And, uh, she ended up getting the worst of the demon activity in her home. And so is the title of this thing just a play on words? (laughs) Well, host can be uh, like someone who's hosting a party or it, it can be some, it can be a legion of something, or it can be uh, uh, something that's carrying a disease. Right. Uh, but it can also be the uh, the person who who is the uh, embodiment for a parasite or a demon, and in this case, a demon. So mm-hmm. I kind of thought. So was was that the meaning of the title more than anything? Because she hosts the meeting. Yeah. You know, right. that is the terminology for Zoom is you're the host. You let us into the meeting, mm-hmm. but she's also the host for the demon. So, exactly. so that was kind of, uh, kind of adorable and took me a minute to realize it. <laughs> yeah. Where's, uh, where's Winona State? She's wearing a Winona State sweater. I was, I was assuming Wisconsin. I don't know. Or, no, I'm sorry, Minnesota. Um, I assumed Minnesota. Let me look it up real quick. And uh, see if there is another Winona state. Yeah, Winona, Minnesota. We can assume. All right. We can assume that's what it is. Until told otherwise. So the acting. How do you guys feel about the acting? That's good. Yeah, they're really good. They're they're all playing them themselves. It seemed like it didn't. Using it? their own names. Yeah, they have their own yeah, names. Yeah, they're, they're all using their own names. Do you know where, what, uh, like the director's uh, Rob Savage, and uh, he he had done a group Zoom call with his friends. Mate, I don't know if it was all the the same people. Um, well, several of them were because I, I watched it. Um, where he'd uh, he'd set up a prank, and uh, and and dropped it on them in the middle of the Zoom call without telling them that he was going to do it and uh, freak them out. And he thought, oh, this could this could be something interesting. Um, you can find it online. It's on uh, Vimeo. But uh, basically he took, um, uh, it took a clip from Wreck, you know, the Spanish found footage yeah. film. And what he did was he, uh, he had this like, uh, he, he made his like cardboard uh, holder for his phone. And then uh, by sleight of hand, uh, what his friends were seeing went from his uh, laptop footage to his phone footage and uh, without them knowing it. And then he could edit in uh, this, this clip from Wreck. So what they saw was him saying, I keep hearing these footsteps coming from the attic. And then at one point in the Zoom meeting, he gets up, uh, films himself going to the attic, uh, climbing up the ladder, and then it cuts to the scene from Wreck where someone goes up in an attic and there's this freaky boy that attacks them in the attic. And then 
<laughs> that you have the uh, Rob falling off the ladder and hitting the floor and you just see his legs stretched out and it's just still. And his friends are just like terrified because he's apparently died. Yeah. It's <laughs> like really mean. We thought, oh, oh this is good. <laughs> so, That's uh, great. Yeah. So um, that, that became a viral thing and, uh, and Shudder picked it up and you know, expanded it. Oh, that's, that's a good is, idea. So they, had, so they had to make this uh, this hour long version with him uh, telling his friends how to set up lighting and stunts and everything, so that they could do it themselves without having to physically meet up. So it's a uh, pretty impressive. No. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah, it, it was um, remarkably well done, and all those things considered, for sure. Uh, I didn't feel there was a dull moment in this thing. You know, it, no, no, and I worried that it would be, you know, uh, you wouldn't see anything until right at the end. Right. Kind of what they did, but I mean, they packed it full of other stuff, too. Did you guys like I found them- genuinely creepy creepy moments yes i found the uh uh towards the end i found the creepy bits uh you know the shock bits uh they were too familiar to me if you've seen as you say poltergeist and unfriended and paranormal activity you've seen almost all the gags in this film yeah uh i it didn't bother me till towards the end it felt like uh they were a little too familiar and too many of them. Uh, they kind of piled on at the end and, yes. and it, it felt a little like, okay. I also felt like there were a couple moments where it could have ended and been just as effective as it was. Um, but you know, uh, all that said, I really enjoyed this way more than I would have thought <laughs> I would, uh, going in, I was, you know, skeptical we'll say um i figured it would be like a uh you know really low grade uh shot on video thing and uh surprise have either of you watched unfriended no in fact no i've not seen unfriended yeah you've you've said that you enjoyed it and that you thought the quality was good and i just have not happened to watch it yet so I'm putting that on my list, actually. There's um, one, one of the women, uh, I think it's Caroline, she's got this loop video of herself coming into her bedroom and going to yeah. her cabinet and then going out again. And that's quite, I guess, more poignant as it goes on because you know what's happened to her. Oh, and yeah. it's still playing, you know. Yeah, that, that, was, that was pretty cool because, um, yeah, people are doing fun things with Zoom backgrounds and her recording one was... Uh, but then her face kind of breaking through the background to smash yes. against the screen. Yeah. Oh man, that worked. <laughs> um, yeah. The, the, um, the part where, uh, was it Haley that spread out the uh, flour or powdered sugar or whatever it was? Uh, so you could see the, uh, footprints. Yeah. I think uh, that was Haley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that yeah, that we've seen before in Paranormal Activity, but it was okay because it, it it worked pretty well. Um, yeah, and it wasn't big chicken feet this time. Right. Yeah, it, I thought it worked really effective on this because 
I think this is the uh, you know they took advantage of the of the quality of a Zoom call and <clears throat> I don't know it looked pretty good. I also yeah. really liked when uh, I don't remember who it was, but the girl threw the uh, blanket over the top of the ghost again. We've seen that oh yeah gag before, but it was effective because it looks right. Real, I mean, yeah, and because you're used to a Zoom call, it adds a sense of realness to it. Yeah, right. It shouldn't be there at all. Yeah, that was uh, Emma, and in, in fact, I found my note here. Um, so Emma was the girl with the pigtails, and she was using the mask filter that had like the little lizard tongue poking out. <laughs> and, oh, that, that was good too. Yeah, because it kept going when she was horrified, and. Uh, yeah, she's the one that did the powder thing. And then the sheet throw that you just mentioned. And uh, she gets dropped onto a picnic table, which mm-hmm. clearly kills her or uh, at least in- incapacitates her. I mean, she broke the, the surface of the thing. It, you'd think that would kill her. Uh, th- yeah. The other one was um, that was interesting is because you don't get to see much crossing over, but at the beginning of this, Gemma is overthrowing something at Haley's window to get her attention to say, hey, let me in the meeting. So we know she lives just down the street. Uh, Gemma comes over to uh, Haley's house to uh, try to help her. And super effective. She's standing in the kitchen and then whatever invisible force, the demon, whatever throws something, it just clocks her in the head and she just falls over. And, uh, it just, that looked real to me to, to get a real hit like that. Uh, the, the kitchen just explodes all the drawers out, uh, while the phone is turned on its side and whatever. Um, but, uh, then we get, uh, thinking that's probably going to be the end of the movie. No, she gets up and she goes and finds Haley hiding under a desk. And they decide to use the Polaroid uh, to, to try and see if there's anything going on in the other room. And I was waiting for the timing of threes. Like we were talking about on the third, <clears throat> it goes five. So still an odd number, <laughs> but, uh, I watched, I watched this twice. Uh, the, the boyfriend getting dropped from the ceiling onto the floor. Oh man. <laughs> that came out of nowhere. It's like, where, where was that? It? was the only thing to me that looked, uh, uh, suspect or, you know, fakey didn't ring true. Um, it happened pretty quick. So I, something about it. Yeah. It happened pretty quick. So I didn't really, uh, have time to say, Oh, look at this mess. Mm. I like when you have the multiple uh, views of, you know, there's like six people on screen at one time <laughs> and, uh, and one person's talking, but uh, you see something happening in the background of another person, you know? Yeah. Kind yeah. Of a, it's, it's that good horror movie trick of making you look around the screen for something going on. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. That, that totally worked. And then we get like a, uh, uh, Gemma's glass breaks just out of nowhere mm-hmm. in the one scene. Uh, things like that that are just that made that made Eugenia jump. <laughs> good. <laughs> that part. Man, yeah. it's it's good that that can still work. Yeah, I find that. Did she approve of the uh, seance? Um, 
how, how that was conducted? Well, she figured it was a bad idea. I mean, she's like, I don't think that would work well. No, it seems like there's something. You have no way to protect yourself. Yeah. Like you should be yeah, in, I, in person. I, the woman says that on Zoom we're less protected than we might have been. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if, if they had an actual physical circle. Yeah. But uh, kind of a, a pleasant surprise, this whole thing. I'm, you know, the, once again, like when we did our retrospective um, episode, when, when we, we hit uh, 200, uh, you can definitely say that this is something that we might have passed on and, and didn't. And uh, we, we have the, uh, our weekly get-together to thank for finding some of these little gems like this. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, this was, this was a, a welcome surprise. Yeah, this is really, really good. Uh, I really enjoyed this. Um, and I'm sure it didn't cost anything. <laughs> Uh, just took some planning and wow. Yeah. Probably cost less than the Blair Witch. I, I really wish the, uh, a movie that played on COVID crisis didn't have the, uh, Chinese woman be the inroad for the threat. Yeah. It, it implies that, uh, her prank is the thing that lets the demon in. Yeah, I wonder if yeah. that, you think that might have been deliberate. Uh, probably not. Uh, they they seem like a you know <laughs> bunch of decent people, but uh, that was that was that seemed unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, I could see that as yeah a questionable choice. Yeah, they seem like they're probably progressive and enough, and uh, yeah, so maybe to the point where it didn't occur to them that that might be like, huh, let's have someone else do this. <laughs> oh, you know, what's funny. So I, I think it, I think there's more, it, 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 it could come across as a gimmick movie. You know, let, let's just use the latest technology to do a horror movie with, but I think it, it was better than that. It was managed to play into the times. Definitely. It had a bit yeah. more substance to it. Yeah, yeah, I was afraid it was going to be very, you know, a very much a gimmick movie. Yeah, yeah, and we got we got better than that, which is great. Uh, so, this is usually the 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 point in discussing a thing where I ask you guys, do you recommend this? No, <laughs> we're going to keep it to ourselves. We're going to selfishly protect us. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, uh, highly recommend. Good. Do you think non-horror fans could get into this one and, and kind of just like have themselves a nice little scare? <clears throat> or do you think it's a bit yeah, much? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they might find it more jarring than we would. This would be so fun to watch. Uh, if if uh, Halloween, if we're allowed out of our houses, we can go watch this movie and think back to the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is really scary. <laughs> Maybe if we're not allowed out by then, we can all watch it al- online together. Yeah, then maybe we. Yeah, and have an online virtual Halloween party. Yeah, that'd be much more scary. Yeah, we could set up pranks and try and fool each other. <clears throat> yeah, I think that would be cool. 
get our our best creepy clown marionettes and music boxes and <laughs> <Music> <laughs> gl- glass glass break gags and dropping our significant others from the ceiling right right i'll have to ask if she'll let me do that yeah yeah you, you just ask politely it works for pretty much everything you want yeah what could go wrong yeah what so yeah i recommend this also i think uh i think pleasant surprises like this are rare enough to where uh we have to really just give our high recommends when we find one and this is one um will you have the pick for next week have you uh chosen anything yet i have not but i will uh take a look tomorrow okay and try to come up with something it'll be tough to top this one but uh you never know you might stumble upon something cool too yeah I was telling Jolien that there's a real mind eraser that I want to watch at some point in the future is Vamp with, with Grace Jones. I remember so little of Vamp that I kind of want to just pick it as a mind eraser episode. Uh, not soon, but in the future. Uh, okay. I saw that it was available on Tubi, which is where I watched that, mm, that Time boy. Traveler faux documentary. So be ready to watch commercials if you're going to do that one. Um, okay. Yeah, so I want to go watch the uh, the the prank that uh, that uh, Rob Savage pulled. I want to I want to watch that tonight. Because I'm sure. It's only two minutes. Oh well, still cool though. There, there looked like there was another version of this movie, but it was for four dollar rental and nine minutes longer. Huh. Wonder what that was about. Yeah. Well, good thing we have Shutter. All right. Well, anything else? Um, okay. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I'm getting it from the library in a couple of days, so that might be a might be some other stuff on there. Okay. Yeah, like. Um, yeah, let us know. Bonus. You might just include the short or the the previous prank or something. Yeah. Some kind of bonus materials. Maybe. Oh, maybe that's it. Maybe interview footage. Who knows? With you know, actual tangible media. Well, is there anything else about the movie before we uh, call it a show? I didn't think so. Okay. Julian. All <laughs> right. Well, um, we'll call it a show then. Uh, listeners, thank you for listening. You can stay off Zoom. <laughs> 